0: Hello, Jessica. Hello, Elsie. Oh, my gosh. I think I finally have uh, only
1: a little bit of boogies left. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for opening with that. I, I know. I just had to let everybody know. Oh, no, I'm glad you're finally feeling better. Jeez, it's been so long. But, yes, I still. I yeah. know. But, anyway. I've had this for, like, a month, dude.
0: Oh, cool. Dude. So we've got some fun stuff going on here so we can get into our, our own exciting conversation about today. Well... Elsie's getting right to
1: business, people. I'm
0: getting right to business. Yeah, because that's the way we do she it. She's not delaying
1: one bit. Let's do this. No. Well... Yes. The first thing we want to talk about is to thank our sponsors for today's show, Juri Freeman of Connect Epic, connectepic.com. And if you actually search in the Facebook group, you will see someone thanking Juri. I believe it's in our Facebook group or maybe I saw it somewhere else for all of her services and wonderfulness and goodness because she has such a helpful service. She's one of those people that helps you find guests or be interviewed on shows and – professional networking consultant, et cetera. So check out connectepic.com and then Boss Jock at bossjockstudio.com, which is an awesome little audio app that helps you record your podcast with great audio on the go, yo. Uh, So thank you to Boss Jock. Thank you to Connect Epic. And then we want to talk to you about the LinkedIn webinar. So do not forget because I believe this is on International Podcast Day, which we're going to get to in a minute, but it's this Wednesday, this coming Wednesday. And it is, all about how to take your podcasting experience and use it or explain it or highlight it or, you know, brag about it on LinkedIn, which is something that I'm dying to know because now that I have all this experience, I'd like to know how it makes me look good. So... Instead of just, like, professional blabbermouth. Professional um, (laughs) blabbermouth. So, shepodcast.com forward slash LinkedIn webinar. Go there right now. It is free to sign up. So, can't wait to see you there. Yeah. And and then, um, yeah, go ahead. No,
0: no, no. I was just thinking, like, I'm feeling the pressure. I'm feeling the pressure of, like, having to do something with my LinkedIn profile. I'm afraid Karen's going to look at it and then she's going to
1: be like, oh, this is just pathetic. (laughs) Well, that's the idea, right?
0: (laughs) Is that what it is? Should we do anything to it or should we just leave it as is and then have her go, this is suck. This sucks.
1: (laughs) I have not touched it. I mean, I haven't. The only thing I've added is that I'm like host. It's like host of, you know, whatever I've been a host of because I I have no idea what to say. You don't like I'm not a producer. I'm not a director. I'm not a what am I? I'm a host, co-host. I didn't even look to see what she has because she hasn't necessarily her her podcast is still in the works. But like, you have more things to say than I do because you're like audio engineer and shiz. But like, I'm not. <laughs> I'm. I mean, I guess I could be if I do edit my own stuff. I wouldn't. That just seems like an overblown, well, like I, way of saying I put my intro and outro on.
0: Right, but I'm not an audio engineer of sorts. I mean, I know I'm know my way around audio, but not like to the point where I know all things, you know, that I could not sell myself as that. That's just not who I am. i feel really weird. No dice dice for that. No. So I think it'll be interesting. Maybe I should just leave it as is and then like report back on it as it happens.
1: Yeah. We'll just talk about it with her, I guess.
0: That would be fun. So if you guys want to know a little bit more about about that and how to leverage LinkedIn, because, you know... I'm assuming that it would be a really good thing to do. Yes. I've been wanting to for a long time, and I stay away from it because I don't know. So that'll be really great. Um, But exactly on September 30th, though, International Podcast Day is happening. and um, I'll put a link in the show notes. And it's basically a day where we as podcasters uh, let other people know. About podcasting. So it's not necessarily, hey, promote your podcast today. No, don't do that. That could be part of it. I mean, you can but do it's it. More, but it's, <laughs> it's more about letting people know what a podcast is, kind of like do a little community outreach, if you will, educational Uh, ways to let people know about podcasting. And it's kind of happening all on September 30th. Although if you do other things prior to that or after that, that's okay as well. So what we want you to do is in two days, guys, this is on Wednesday, we want you to take one action. And it could be as simple as, you heard me talking about this earlier, as simple as walking up to somebody you don't know, or possibly maybe a neighbor or maybe somebody you do know, and asking having a conversation about podcasting. And if they don't know what it is, Teach them a little bit about it, and if they, you know, maybe have only listened to one thing, introduce them to perhaps something else that you feel that it would benefit them to listen to, or that they would really like. And once you do that, you can post it in our Facebook group. We're going to have a post on that Wednesday where you can add comments about what actions you took for International Podcast Day. And if you are not on the in the Facebook group in the She Podcast Facebook group. You can Twitter out and using the hashtag AskSheP, even though you're not asking us anything. But AskSheP is our hashtag, so AskShep, <laughs> who is our mascot. AskShep. Shep is our mascot. One day Shep will will surface. No, <laughs> but AskSheP, and we would love to see what you guys are doing, and that way we can continue to retweet you and let everybody else, you know, kind of get a little bit more interested about podcasting. How's that? Exactly. Hmm. Perfect. Fantastico. Fantastico. So we got a little bit of feedback today, Jess. Actually not today, yet. Well this Yes. From Colette. From Colette. And it was really hey, wonderful. Colette, take oh my
1: a look god. Over here. Sorry. <laughs> you guys can tell me what that's from. I'll be very impressed.
0: She's going to bet money. She'll be very impressed. Yeah. So if you know that. I'm not going to bet
1: money because I don't have any to bet. But I will definitely be impressed.
0: Yes. And I did not know. Okay. So yeah, I passed on that. No, she's it, already saying that and- song. But so Colette. She doesn't know the television. Lovely. Colette. Thank you, Colette. Lovely piece of feedback. Here we go. And let's go ahead and hear her.
2: Hey, it's Colette Topfer uh, from Maryland. Um, I just wanted to give you guys a quick shout out to let you know that I just found your podcast today, and it's absolutely amazing. Um, Perfect timing, because I'm getting ready to launch, well, I'm in the process of putting it all together, and the ideas for uh, Living for the Health of It with Colette Topfer uh, podcast. Um, I'm retiring from the Army in 2018, and I think the podcast is the vehicle that will get me to where my online business uh, needs to be, geared towards um, working moms, Strong moms, busy moms, all of the above. And, uh, I think this is going to help tremendously. I just sent a request to your Facebook page and I hope you guys will accept me to, uh, to hear all your great feedback and tips and pointers. And, uh, again, this is absolutely perfect timing and I look forward to hearing much more. Um, I've started from the beginning and uh, I've listened to the first five podcasts today. Um, so I really appreciate all you do and oh by the way, your podcast cover is amazing and it totally catches my attention every time I look through my podcast for the one I want to listen to. So again, thank you so much. I appreciate your humor and I appreciate you keeping it simple for all of us. So thanks again. Have a great day. Bye.
0: Thank you, Colette. You're so sweet and kind, and we are so stoked to have you going through our back catalog. <laughs> Which yes. I, sometimes it's a little bit daunting. You know to that know makes Elsie sweat. I know it does make me sweat. It does make me sweat. Although we do have some really good stuff out there, so
1: it's really really great. I know why it makes you sweat because you think the audio quality isn't as good, and you're right. It's not. That makes Elsie uncomfortable. That we have less than stellar audio quality on one show. <laughs> Actually, it's many shows, and she's just going to have to sleep at night knowing that.
0: Oh, no, no. No. And see, but but we all grow. But but the content has always been good. Yes, it has. And that's what matters. Yes, it's always been good. So thank you, Colette, for doing that. And thank you for sending your feedback. You are totally famous, and we love you already so much.
1: So very much. (laughs) So Right. That's right. Thank you, Colette.
0: And good luck on your podcast, too. I hope that it all works out well. And of course, if you have any questions, I think you join the group. So you can post any questions in the group and people will more likely than not give you solutions quickly. Yeah. Yeah, Yaman. Yaman. (laughs) Yaman. So we've got a topic I decided would be fantastic for us to kind of talk about today because the first day of fall just happened. So now we are in the fall season in the Northern Hemisphere, and those of you in the Southern Hemisphere have, you know, moved into spring, but still it's a transitional time, and I think all of this will apply. And I stole this complete idea from an article that was on the buzz bin, and it's called Fall is Upon Us, Tips to Renew Your Brand Campaigns. And as soon as I, I kind of even just saw the headline, um, and then I scanned the article, and I just looked at the headers, and then... <laughs> I was like, we can totally talk about this for podcasting. I think this is brilliant. So it is completely inspired uh by this article, which will be linked in the show notes. Uh, follows upon us tips ShePodcast.com. Yes, at shepodcast.com. So <laughs> you know, you're like at g-podcast. You're like the advertiser like input lady. It's like you I'm should obsessed be like today tips. for some reason. You are. So, okay. So the first thing you need to do, guys, to prepare you know, for your fall time here is to review your strategy. Uh, And when I say review your your strategy, especially if you started, there's a lot of people that start in January, their podcast. There's a lot of you guys that launched in January, February, March, any of that time around there. And, you know, this is a really good time for you to remember why you decided to start the podcast. (laughs) And is it still working for you? Is this whole podcast?
1: Or is it a big old
0: drag? I know, because it's so perfect for you to start to think about this like right now. So uh, be honest with yourself. Are you super thrilled with it? Or are you just, or is it a drag? Like, you know, Jess was saying. And what's your production schedule like? How's your workflow going? All that stuff. Just, I'm not asking for you to even judge it. Just kind of like write it down, kind of figure out what's going on. And where do you feel that you've been losing your time, your energy? or resources? And is it still aligning with what you want? Is it what you thought it was? What are the things that you've been doing to get the word out for your podcast in your networks? And I want you to be specific. So what are the things, what are the actions that you've taken to get your podcast out there? Is it all about just simply posting on Facebook? Is it about Twitter? Do you have an you know Instagram strategy of sorts? Are you part of groups? You know What, what are those things that you've been trying in social media that's how I've been working for you and whatnot? So what What and else what, do you yeah, think? What... Sorry, go ahead.
1: No, I was going to say also what hasn't been working for you. What is the stuff that you're like, oh, if only this part of my podcast would just go away and never come back. Yes. You know, that's the stuff you need to review too. Like how can you get rid of it or change it or make it better or make it different? And then – you know, I was just gonna say, um, it's a Jewish holiday, right? Uh, this time of year, it's the early, early September, and today actually, as we're taping, it's Yom Kippur, which is mm. the Day of Atonement. That's a big one, but it is a big one. It's like all the confession of the whole year wrapped into one day mm-hmm. where you starve yourself. Oh, it's good times! Nice. So, um. <laughs> It It's always reflective for me also because like once I became a mom – well, even before that, I was in college and so it's always been like a school, a fresh school year, fresh new year. And so I like to reflect in the fall and I feel things changing and shifting as the weather changes and um, yeah, I I like to think that it's a fresh start, a time to start something new. Do you have the time to start that second show even or – can you make time or is it time for you now that you did start in January, nine months later? Is it time for you to put out a product? Is it time for you to start building an email list? Is it time for you to figure out where the hell your listeners are, why they're not listening or what you can do with the ones that are listening? So there's that stuff too.
0: Yeah. And and it's really good for you. Know, what's you, your
1: next step? Yeah.
0: It's really great for you when you review your strategy to really just look at it with clear eyes to see what really has been going on. So. Um, to start off with the reality of what you're doing and then go to what it is that you would like to do because a lot of the time... I know, I know because I've done this myself too. When we look at our own work, we're like, I wish, I wish I could do this, right? I wish that this would have happened. And we really dismiss the amount of work that we're putting into the stuff. You know, we, we sort Mm -hmm. of like go like, oh, well, I'm spending like all this time editing or I'm spending all this time doing the research. And we don't acknowledge that that's a lot of work, that we are putting time into this. So that'll clarify things so that you can make the best choices going forward from that.
1: Some of that is a necessity of just being a podcaster.
0: Oh, totally. But I think a lot of us as podcasters, or at least in the years that I've been in the industry, I honestly think most of us as podcasters don't really look at that. We we don't really, we just go like, oh, we have to record again. It's another week. It's recording day. Well, yeah. But there's no looking back. There's no assessment time, at least from what I have observed from the industry and for myself. It's sort of like, I just have to do it again.
1: Always going forward. So yeah, I agree, and then now we
0: move into the next thing, which is revisiting the editorial calendar that you might have. So, does the schedule that you choose, you know, whether it's a weekly show, a daily show, a monthly show, a bi-monthly show, still working for you? Um, you know, do you have podcasts in the can? I know that I've talked to a couple of people that have said like, yeah, I'm all, I'm all stocked up for the rest of the for the end of, for the rest of the year. I'm just looking for 2006. I was like, geez, you're like on it. <laughs> Or do you not have them? Do you not have them in the can? Um, do you feel that you need to ad- to make adjustments as to how do you approach your editorial calendar? Is there something that isn't working like we were talking about before? And maybe you do want to move to a weekly and you've been doing monthly. Or maybe you do want to move to a bi-monthly rather than a weekly schedule. Um and how does your podcasting publish, uh, publishing align with the rest of your editorial calendar? So that would be maybe if you're blogging as well. Maybe you have a newsletter um, that is above and beyond uh, the kind of newsletter that, like we sent for she podcast. That is basically kind of like here we have a new podcast episode out, which is great. But maybe you have other content out there, and how does all of that kind of align with one another? Does it go together? Is it harder to do it? that it's, Does it have different themes? Do you feel more overwhelmed with that? Is there something that you
1: need to let go of?
0: So have you ever worked with an editorial calendar, Jess?
1: Oh my God. Yes. Of course. With Lady have Business you? Radio, I definitely have one. And actually the biggest problem with the Moneycast is that I don't have one. I can't seem to ah. get one that I can commit to. I don't have an editorial calendar for it at all. And it's painful. It's painful for Ooh. me because you know, I'm so far behind on the content that I do have. And then I'm not recording any myself for the solo parts. And so I have like six recordings that need to go up that are interviews and nothing solo show wise. And I'm just all bass-ackwards and it hasn't been updated since after podcast movement. And I'm all embarrassed. Uh-huh. So like I need an editorial calendar really, 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 really badly.
0: So what does that look like for you? Like Jess, what would you do? Like what, what, what does stress. that look like? No, no, no. <laughs> other than stress. Of course, that's how it manifests
1: in your body. That's what it feels like. That's how it feels all the time. It's just I really need to do that. And but then, if you like, okay. It feels like I really need to go do that and then I never do but it. But if you did
0: it, like when you sit down and you do your editorial calendar and you have like the stuff, what would it look like? Like what, what would it say for the money cast, let's say?
1: Um. So I would like to say that like either I do a solo show on Tuesdays and an interview on Fridays or I do a solo show every other week and an interview every other week Or do I just take the six that I have and blast them all up and then start from there and then then start a calendar? Or should I just do an interview every week and then hopefully I'll have a solo show when I feel like it? Like I can't decide. I haven't I don't know what to do with it. Um, but some of the it's not that the content's going stale, but like I interviewed Dave Jackson in like July. It's September and I still have to put it up. So I look also look like a cheese head. And I don't want that either. Because <laughs> you have that stuff in the can. Yeah, it's really hard. Maybe this will help. It's not even that I meant to be so far behind, but it's just – that. I mean, I know this happens to a lot of you like listeners where you just are so far behind and you have content, but you just haven't updated for whatever reason. Like for me, it was just because I wanted to get these webinars things rocking and it took longer than I thought and then I just – everything else kind of was on the back burner. So yep. because of that, it's been on the back burner now for too long. You need to have a money cast day. Yeah, and I just don't know, like, how I should go about it. Like, I just posted the She Podcast episode that was supposed to be a crossover. I just posted that yesterday. And I still haven't done show notes for it. I just kind of, like, put it in Libsyn so that someone could listen to it. I oh, I still haven't even right. put it, like, a post on the website, which is dumb. So, anyway, I don't know. But, I mean, this is these are the things that, like, it's fall, and I'm just like, what am I doing with this show? It launched right. in, like, June. What's happening? Mm-hmm. Do I – Or even now, like, should I continue? I just booked another interview for it and I want to talk about those things. But, like, it's not quite as, like, pressing for me as I thought it would be probably because I'm in the – I'm so in the – the point of the show is to talk about how I'm monetizing sheep podcasts, and I'm so in the process of doing that that I can't take time to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it's not the right time to do it. I don't know. I don't know. I think that maybe your editorial
0: calendar needs to reflect – What you're talking about right now, that it doesn't, even though like, you know, expert advice would tell you that you need to be consistent and that that generally gives you better results. I think that there needs to be leeway based upon this because it is a sort of like a living Being, if you will. And I don't think that you need to put yourself so much pressure on it. I think you should just even say like a couple of episodes a quarter even so that you can get them done and put them out. And then anything in between you can absolutely add in the process.
1: So do you think I should just upload the ones that I did be done with it? Yeah. And not just success them, like put them in succession, like one every day for a week? You totally
0: can, but maybe you should split it. That way you can have like, you know, two in a week, two in a week, two in a week or whatever that you have like that, or even once a week and just schedule them and put them out and then start from where you are. Yeah. That's what I think. Because if you have the content, you might as well do it. I do.
1: There you have it. Yeah, I do have the content. I have at least three or four. Good. Yeah, I, that would catch me up, I think, a little bit.
0: It'll be good. And that'll give you some time to breathe because the content's going out there anyway. But then now we're going to keep going because it now that's just the editorial calendar part that you need to look at. Now we're going to be looking at your promotional yeah. game plan.
1: Oh, yeah. So. And that part is <laughs> a lot of almost work, heavier than the editorial calendar. Totally. Because totally. the show is only half the battle, right? Then you have to get people to listen to it, and depending on how ambitious you are, if you're like me, you're a nutcase when it comes to the promo. Yep. Um, how can you simplify it? Go ahead, but I want I don't want to interrupt your questions. But like to me, this no, so, is like the other half of the head game.
0: Totally. <laughs> uh, it, no, and it <laughs> you know? takes and it takes a lot of time too. So some of the questions that I have, especially with podcast promotion, is: Are you looking at new places where your audience might be, like Periscope? Like, yeah,
1: possibly Periscope could be one. She just doesn't want to admit it. But then you can also, you know, get offline. Get offline. Because that's where podcast listeners are, walking around town. And you're just going to run into one.
0: Well, it depends on, believe me, it depends on your audience. I built my yoga podcast based on my yoga students. I built my yoga. I'm just teasing
1: you. I know, I know.
0: So are you you doing nothing but, um, you know, tweeting and Facebook posts? (laughs) New kinds of tweets and Facebook posts. And more
1: tweets and Facebook posts. Is that what you're doing? Wait, what are you saying? What are you saying? That That is is what I'm doing. Well,
0: I know, but I'm just saying that there are other places you could reach out. Are there any specifically, you know, possibly paid campaigns that you would want to run? Possibly towards the end of the year, possibly Facebook ads that you would like to buy, you know, maybe play with a campaign. Have you ever done any kind of Twitter advertising or anything like that? No, I'm
1: scared I'm going to waste my money. Yeah. I don't know what I'm doing and I i mean I have a good, just because I have a good marketing head doesn't necessarily mean I know how Twitter ads work and I'm just, right. I mean I, I have good luck with Facebook ads because I feel like I've streamlined the process for myself enough to know how to do it and Twitter, I'm like, it's like a blind lady trying to figure it out. So I just don't want to, not yeah. that I, I understand Twitter. I just feel like I'm a, you know, it's kind of like It's kind of like uh, no one's going to get this because none of you are designers, but me. But like, it's kind of like when you have a new theme for WordPress and you install your theme and you configure it all, but you still don't want to launch it just in case it's all messed up and you're not really totally. You know, you're just like, I've done this and I think it's right, but who the hell knows if it is? I don't know. Right. I'm not spending fifty dollars to find out. Forget it. You know. You just yeah, it's kind of like that. But if you want.
0: It, but if you have, you know, the uh, capability or the know-how or have somebody in your team that can possibly help you, maybe this will be the time to be able to do a little push, possibly, for some kind of paid ca- campaigns. And if not doing a pay... Twitter would
1: be better than Instagram, I think.
0: You think Twitter would be better than
1: Instagram? Yeah, like Instagram advertising is even scarier because you're just going on um, hashtags. And that, to me, is like a... That is like... I I mean, I don't know for sure. I have to look. I'm guessing it's because how else would they do it based on bio?
0: Oh, yeah. I You know, I don't know how it works. All I know is that I'm now seeing a lot more ads. I see a lot in
1: Instagram now than before. I guess what I'm saying is like, yes, sponsored Instagram stuff. And I guess I'm let me see. Like if I go to like, I can't even find it. I think based
0: possibly based on this is what I feel possibly based on the people you follow um that's what so, I'm like picking. here's a
1: perfect example so like let's just say that i picked the um hashtag geek girl okay as someone that i would want to do um a campaign to an instagram and like i look at who's got that in my in my thing and yeah there's a lot of women podcasters in there but there's also my friend who just started her own like weight loss blog like totally not relevant necessarily right But she just thinks she's geeky and she's like having – like people who hashtag on Instagram are just thinking up hashtags. They're not really – it doesn't really apply whereas your Twitter bio is so well thought out because it's only 140 characters and like on Facebook, your interests are very thought out because – well, just whatever. So I'm not – I don't trust Instagram yet. I'd rather try Twitter or even LinkedIn if that was relevant. That's my opinion.
0: Yeah. Well, speaking of LinkedIn too, I'm sure we're going to get into that as well but – You know, in terms of of promotion, I mean, I know that they have a kind of blogging platform on LinkedIn yes, and there are ways to obviously cross promote there. There's also LinkedIn groups. So there's a lot of stuff over there that maybe people can um, kind of play with. I've also heard of some other podcast groups that are not, uh, not necessarily podcast about podcast groups that are about podcasting, but I do know of at least three or four, actually, that are, instead of having, you know, how She Podcasts is on Facebook, they have their podcast group for their podcast on Google+. And there's a lot of engagement in that area as well. So maybe that there are, you know, people that you can play with or, and I'm sure the majority of them are actually, you know, iOS, Mac podcasters and whatnot. And those are really, really, like, lots of people talk over there. But, you know, Mm -hmm. if you have a Mac podcaster, if you're a tech person – uh, those would be really great groups for you guys to belong to. Uh, there's the Mac Power Users Group. There's my my friend Rob's uh, for today in iOS, and there's also the MacCast uh, podcast group. All of those are all about their podcast, and there is a very vibrant uh, community over there. So you can check some of those things out as well. So the last thing that I want to talk about in terms of the podcast promotion game plan is like, what have you been doing that's been working? In the same way that Jessica was talking about. The one before, because the reason that I was kind of being facetious about, are you just posting on Twitter and Facebook, on Twitter and Facebook, on Twitter and Facebook so much? Because that's what I do. It's because how do you know it's working? I mean, you need to measure it. And this is something that I feel... Again, as podcasters, we don't do. We don't take inventory of what are uh, whatever we feel is is the way that we need to be out on these in the social media platforms, right. but then we don't kind of see like if it's working or if anybody's looking or if and and how do you measure it and how does that feel for you, and is it too much work? So figure it out. Look at your promotional yeah. game plan for your stuff. Yeah. and um, yeah. I have to tell you, Jess that. You know, having more than one podcast is hard to promote because you don't know where to share what. And then after a while, you feel like you're constantly sharing it all the time because it's like you forgot, you know, there's the back catalog, there's the the latest episode, there's your other podcast and the other back catalog. And then there's the stuff you did a long
1: time ago. And it's just so much. So, well. um, you have- yeah I mean I kind of have I'm yeah, I do the show on show days and then I do the back catalog the rest of the week because as soon as you do the show on show day, I mean you could also do it depends on when your show day is if your show day is Wednesday, you do the show on show days and then you do the back catalog the rest of the week because come the following Wednesday, that stuff's going in the back catalog so people will be able to find it anyway, but right, let's say your episode like for us is a Monday, you could also do a Thursday. Hey, did you catch this week's episode? Hey, don't forget this week's episode. And then do back catalog on Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. But Mondays and Thursdays are reserved for that week if you wanted. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I would do. I mean, but yeah, it is hard. And it depends. I mean, the more shows you get, the less often your back catalog. I mean, depending on how much you have your back catalog going out. But like people who who use tweet old post. How often is that happening? Twice a day? And if you have 100 shows, it's going to take you a year to get through <laughs> all the posts. If you have 300 shows, well... It's even more. What I are you know. going to do? What are you going to do? And it's just... like t- four times a day, five times a day, and then does your Twitter just look like one giant advertisement like She Podcasts? <laughs> Which is fine, but it's like, it's not ideal. No. But... Whatever. What can you do?
0: And then, and we'll see. That's the thing. It's like then it's a challenge because you don't know if that's working. You don't know if you should just very simply. And we're going to get to that very soon here as well. If you don't know if you if you very simply just focus on getting people to listen to an episode or, or to subscribe to your show rather than promoting each and every single one of them. So that's it's it's a challenge. Right. It's a balance you have to test. Yeah. So um, let's move to something that I really love, and I'm actually going to quote. Directly from this article, this lovely article that we are like completely copying from. And the headline for this one is called Capitalize on Fall Events. And the author, uh, Lauren Llewellyn, she said, Launching a seasonal campaign can add value by giving a brand a fresh look and feel while expanding a brand's personality. Cool weather, apple cider, pumpkin picking, hay, hay rides, uh, p- picking, pumpkin picking, hay rides, cooking heartier meals, baking cookies, football, setting clocks back, switching closets with seasonal clothing, hunting, preparation for the holidays, and holiday shopping are all activities we surface we see surface in this fall. Not to mention that there are several holidays to consider: Columbus Day. Halloween, Thanksgiving, Election Day, Veterans Day. Take advantage I of it. I kind these-
1: of hate this woman. Why? Because lie. she's got all this stuff. I'm so overwhelmed now. Take- and it's like <laughs> September 20th. And I'm like, wait, pumpkin picking, <laughs> hay rides, crock pot, cookies. <laughs> now, 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 now. No, there's all this stuff. But then this is why
0: I really like it, though, towards the, this last a sentence that she says. She says, take advantage of these events. Think about what they mean to your target audience. And tie them back to a fall promotion for your campaign. So, you know, obviously, this is something that we're doing right now. We are capitalizing on this idea that she gave us. We're talking about the fall. We're talking about finishing the year with these, like, you know, sort of backward... Not backward thinking, but we're looking back into the year and see if we can, you know, edit or harvest what we've been growing the entire year here. So that's what we're doing here for the fall. But what's really key for you guys is to think about what they what these holidays or this time means for your audience so it doesn't matter to us if we're going to be doing some kind of i don't know switching closets with seasonal clothing when our audience are primarily living in hawaii you know what i mean it's like Mm -hmm. that would make no sense for us to do a show about that but if you do have an audience that like i would think that mothers are like parenting shows would really benefit from this because, of course, there's so much that happens in families during this time of year. Uh, For people who are doing mental health shows, (laughs) this time of year would probably (laughs) prove to be very... at a time of lucrative lucrative yes no but lots with lots of great themes with lots of great tools for you to offer your audience so it's a really right now we don't really have a holiday like in our faces at this moment i think what's the next one what is it is it columbus i don't nobody really celebrates columbus day other than the fact that the kids probably don't go to school but Halloween, right? So it, we still have time So th- th- for you guys to start to create some content and see what your audience really resonates with. And is there something that you can offer them for the rest of the year that's going to really support them in their journey with themselves as well as in the relationship that they have with you? Tee-hee. So <laughs> what do you think, Jess?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think those are all great. I always wish I'd do that. In advance Right. Which is why we're talking about it after now. the fact. I'm just like, why, why haven't I done this? Like it's New Year's and I see everyone else doing it. And then I'm like, I'm an idiot. Why didn't I think of that? <laughs> yep. <laughs> we need to think of it, Elsie. That's coming up at our next business meeting. I'm writing it down right
0: now. You're writing it down that we have to do the fall stuff for ourselves. So see what we can have yes! come up with our audience to see how we can manage to do what would a she podcast? Watch
1: for a fall campaign and fall sales and Black Friday because I'm getting on it right now, peeps.
0: <laughs> and I'm looking to see if like how we could do it. Oh, my God. It would be so funny. Oh, it'd be I'm so fun transparent. to What's come up with, with some crazy stuff for us to do.
1: Oh, my God. We're going to have fun. This fall, my little pumpkin turns one and oh, we're yeah. having a pumpkin party for him for his birthday.
0: When is his birthday again? <gasps>
1: Eleven six.
0: Oh, little monkey. Oh, yeah. So
1: I'm gonna make. Um, I'll probably post it, but I'm gonna make little invitations. First, I'm gonna go to the orchard this weekend and get the biggest pumpkin I can find, carve it out, shell it out, dry it out, and then stick his little tuccus in there and take pictures of him for the <laughs> inner for the uh, invitation.
0: That's gonna be so. Cute. It's gonna say our little pumpkin turns one. Oh, that's adorable, yep. Luke. You're it's so that is did you just so come excited. up with that or have you been
1: have you been thinking about that like right this second no i've been pinteresting no okay. i've been on pinterest like a mad woman okay because and then my husband every time i bring it up it's so funny because my husband ocd is now we're getting off track and i don't care my husband ocd has as he is every time i bring up a party he'll go do you want to just like have it catered and i'm like no pumpkin <laughs> cookies pumpkin pie pumpkin and he's like Okay. And then like yesterday I brought it up again. He's like, you know, we could just take everyone on a hayride at like Blue Ball Farm. And I'm like, No, no, we're having it at our house. What is wrong with you? We have this Okay, I don't want to say huge, but like we have a very nice sized house. Right. And like it's perfect for parties. He hates cleaning up. He hates cooking. He hates cleaning up from cooking. He hates having people over. Everyone's gonna be touching his stuff. He doesn't want to get the house ready, so he's just like, Can't we just like cater? And I'm like, Isaac doesn't care about a hayride. He's won. We'll do a hayride when he wants to do a hayride. I don't want to do a hayride now. Let people come over. Let his his two little friends come over and all his family. Like, what's the matter with you? They don't care what our house looks like. No, I can't do it. He's like, I don't even know. He's like got all agita about having people over. Like, why do you have a house if you can't have people over? And then many of you introverts are going so you can live there, dumbass. And I know that. But like, Isaac should be able to have his friends I'm siding with him. I totally get it. Pumpkin party. I know, for Pete's sake. Okay, sounds fun. It
0: sounds exciting and fun, but yes, I side with him because I'm totally like that as well. I'd be like, "Why can't we just go somewhere else and then we can leave when we want?" Yeah, but it is your baby, and you have all the get up. We don't have all the get up over here and stuff. So,
1: yeah, bought a whole little cookbook about pumpkin crap that I can make: pumpkin bacon maple, (gasps) fun stuff.
0: I just saw how to make these pumpkin paleo. Of course, paleo pumpkin um donuts and paleo mm. uh, pumpkin like little cake pops with this caramel nice. and chocolate on top. Oh, my God. And See, sounds unfortunately, we don't really have an oven. We have a stove, but our oven is broken. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of bummed because I can't really bake anything. And mm. so I guess I no. could go to my neighbors and do it because they're so good. I'm going to put a link in the show notes because I want somebody to make these. Somebody needs to tell sure. me how good they are. They are so yummy tasting or looking tasting because I haven't tasted them. Yeah. So anyway, shall we continue with our list of things? We shall. To cha- okay. Yes. So recapture your social audience. Ah, la la la. Okay. So... Mm. This is why I I just thought that this was super clear because I haven't been able to really think about this. But if you look at it with a bird's eye view, and this is something that we talked about last time when we were talking about curating your story and what the narrative is of what you're doing out. If somebody were to, like, you know, look at your social media from wherever, and maybe it is on Twitter, maybe it is Pinterest, maybe it is Instagram, what are you trying to do with your social media? All of your social media, or, you know, not just your podcast. So, are you if doing somebody, anything
1: with social media? Exactly.
0: So, if somebody were to look, what is it that they you want them to do? The people who land on this—is it because—is it that you want to sell, sell something? Is it you want to make more sales? Maybe have products or something or services or whatever? Or is it really just to get people to listen to your work? Or is it to people to kind of for you to become like a, a name, and the expert in whatever field it is that you want people to know you to be an expert in? So in does that reflect it in your social media, right? Because a lot of the time we kind of get muddy about whatever that campaign is that we're putting out. What is it that we want people to do when they come in and bump into us? And um, I, I see that a lot more in Libsyn. Like it's easier for me to, to see that when I go over to that social media that I run as well, where I'm like, this is what I feel is beneficial for all of us. If people kind of step into us through being the people who deliver news and information about podcasting timely news and information about podcasting as well as promotion for podcasters so we introduce you to other podcasters those two things are very important for me so when you come into that social media that's what you, I want you to see I want you to discover a new podcast that possibly interests you and I also want you to know something you didn't know about the podcasting industry those two things, and I feel that if you get if you you know get sucked into the social platforms that way, then you will go. Oh, who is this Libsyn? Oh, they host podcasts. Oh, I want to host my podcast with them. <laughs> they seem to be very mm-hmm. supportive of their people, and they know what they're talking about. So Yay. that is it. So that's how um, what I see. So how, how how about you? What do you
1: what do you want to do with your social presence?
0: Anything yeah. to add, Jessica Kufferman?
1: The only thing I would add is that now is a good time to think about what you're going to offer next year and start to tease it or get people Mm -hmm. into it. So like if Elsie and I are – we're going to do podcasting school for women live, which we were going to do but we're not now. Um now would be a good time for us to say, "Hey, get that podcast started, you know, want you launch first of the year, check out podcasting school for women." Which actually we are going to run it. We're just not going to do it live. It's still available. It's just not live. But like if you have something that you want people to do fresh first of the year, or be ready by January or like if you're a health coach, like get that body in shape, you know, you don't have to wait till you've eaten all the Christmas stuff. Prepare now for whatever. And now is a good time to do that to get people ready for whatever mindset they're going to have after January 1st. Because a lot of times January 1st, people are in regret that they didn't do something the year of 2015.
2: Absolutely. So whatever
1: it is that you are talking about on your show, remind them of that regret and then sell something as a result. (laughs) Sorry. Remind them. People like their hate when I say stuff like that. But it's – listen, that's the bare naked truth of marketing is that we're fixing a problem – and you're supposed to – It's. I mean uh, we have a friend, Sue Ann Gleason, who I don't even know if you listen. But if you do, Sue Ann, yeah, I'm going there, girl. Yes, marketing is about helping people with problems, a.k.a. sort of selling to pain points. You have a pain point that you can solve. So solve their pain point for January 1st, whatever it is. Tell them about it now. To anticipate what it's going to be and solve it for them before it gets to that point. But as the great Marie Forleo once said – when your dog has fleas, that's when you buy the flea medicine. Totally. You don't buy flea collar until they have fleas. So yep. maybe it's not worth your time, but you can try. You can try to say, hey, would you like the flea collar with this, with your puppy? Marie Forleo said no for $20. Then she bought flea medicine for 200 because that's how that goes.
0: Because that's how it goes. So. But see, but actually that is one of our points that we're talking about, which is planning for next year, which is great, <laughs> Jess. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, that's
1: and- what I mean. Like plan for next year, but use your social media to start like – hey, is this going to happen to you? Like maybe you should start listening now or maybe you should get in shape now or maybe I can offer you this now. Yep.
0: So here's here's something to think about uh, in addition to all that stuff is kind of going back to the first question that we asked you here as we were chatting about when we're talking about kind of taking, reviewing your strategy, right? You might have had some things that weren't working. Maybe you were looking at your editorial calendar and feeling overwhelmed and feeling like you totally suck at it or whatever, that kind of stuff. So what is it that you want to do differently next year? So in addition to everything that Jessica was talking about, what is really important for you to get out there to either sell or to promote or to get more downloads or to grow or whatever, to be able to get very clear about what you want now so that you can start, you know, for next year in a different foot. You're not just continuing on what you're doing and it's not working and you're just doing it because you, because that's what you've always done. So make a choice, even if it's a little scary choice, either to take a break, to take inventory, to kind of see into the future, to really ask your questions of how you want to do what you want to do. And does it involve you continuing to be behind the microphone? Maybe for you it doesn't. And it's better for you to suck it up now and let it go than for you to suffer through another year of pain if you're not enjoying it. Yeah. And the and, and that is a question. It's really what you can sustain you got to understand that podcasting is super amazing. When you have that idea, it like blows your mind. You get so excited right when you start, when you first start. People love what you're doing. If you have an audience that really resonates with it. And then there comes a point when you start to really like not enjoy it anymore and you're not getting the feedback and you're feeling you're not growing. And oh my God, you have to get another, another podcast episode out and it doesn't feel so good. So when are you, how are you willing to sustain it? How, what are you willing to commit to and what do you need to let go of? So, and also what's the kind of return that you're looking for? If you have like misconceptions about what your reach is going to be, you're going to be sorely disappointed. So mm-hmm. what is it that you, you know, what kind of return are you looking for? Are you looking to grow your list? Are you looking to sell a couple of, I don't know, consultations? Are you looking to just become more famous in a year So it depends. It depends on what you want, and also that goes along with everything she said. Everything she said with the planning for next year also goes the preparing for the holiday season, which we were talking about before. And when I say preparing for the holiday season, I'm not talking about doing the social media uh, campaigns that we were just chatting in the before. But you prepare for the holiday season because even now, when I was looking at you know scheduling some clients through November and December. You start to see that there's a lot of dates that are going to be gone, that they're not going to be available. There's times when people are going to be traveling, your usual times to be, you know, for us, for Jess and I to be recording, our show might be affected sometimes. And you just have to start to look to see uh, how you can prepare so that you're not scrambling during that time of what's going to happen. So for yourself, because seriously, you will be sad, (laughs) By the end of the year if you can't can't manage all this stuff. Boohoo. What do you think, Jess? What do you how do you want to plan for the holiday season? Yes. Yes, you just want to plan.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean I'd like to not work so hard in December, I think. I would yeah. like to take more of December off. I used to really like working then, because my kids would always go to their dad, and now that I have a new kid that's not gonna be doing that, uh I'd like to like take him to see the Christmas lights and take them to my non-Jewish friends' houses and, you know, stuff like that. And I would like to not feel like I'm rushing, rushing, rushing to get something done by January or rushing, rushing, rushing every week. I'd like to try and do a little bit in advance. Do you celebrate Christmas? Uh, Yes.
0: So we're probably going to go to Pittsburgh at some point. I'm just not sure when we're going to go. So I know that there's going to be a time when we're going to be over there. We're going to be traveling, you know, that kind of stuff. Well, because aren't you
1: coming in October?
0: Yes, we're also going to Pittsburgh in October. So, but I already gave you those dates, and that's not too. So basically, you're coming every other month until
1: the end of the year, is what you're saying?
0: Yes, we usually just do that anyway. We come every couple of months. We go to Pittsburgh. So,
1: oh, I didn't. Good times. So yeah, Good so time. yeah, so you need to plan. I mean, we need to plan for your trip and for you not to have to like scramble around in Pittsburgh trying to tape with me or just whatever. We should probably plan. You know what? I'm going to put that on our business list too, like a best of or whatever we're going to do so that we have some weeks off or some stuff that we can play where we don't have to tape or tape in advance or whatever. Of course, Hanukkah this year is probably like right at Thanksgiving because that's just how my life has been going the last couple of years. Oh my gosh. But yeah, I would like to plan for your time as well. Yep. Hanukkah is like December 7th. So annoying. I like better when it's all coincides. Oh, Um, So yeah, so that's how I'm going to plan on some level. And then on other levels, we're going to plan, I think, to have some products up and have a sale for people who want to get their podcast up by January. I'd like to have a sale on some shiz that probably isn't even available yet. So we'll see how that's going to go. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, as far as the money cast beats the bejesus out of me, don't even know when I'm putting my next show up yet. So I'll have to let you know on that. But these are good questions for me. They are uncomfortable questions, which is good because it's making me really reflect on how I'm going to get my shiz together. So it's good. I will say right now that based on the last um, couple days or so, Mercury is in full retrograde and it's preventing me from really getting done what I need to get done. So bully to you, universe. And in fact, during this call, Elsie doesn't know, but she's cut out for me like 18 times. Yeah. And I'm just going along going, sure, absolutely. No problem. (laughs) That's why there's like a naked pause. That's why we have show notes because I can guess what she's talking about and just be like, yeah, this is what I'm going to do. Basically, what happens is Elsie makes her point. She cuts out. Then she comes back and goes, what do you think, Jess? (laughs) That's what's happened like four times, Elsie. And I know exactly (laughs) what you're saying because I'm looking at the notes and like I can guess what you're saying. But also, I'm not getting the real meat and potatoes of your brilliant points because of stupid mercury.
0: Because of the, the dropping on Skype. Oh, my God. I get it.
1: You guys, I'll have to listen to this show later to know what I'm agreeing to, really.
0: I know. Then you'll be, be like, be oh, oh, she did say that, right? How come she didn't pick up on that? Why didn't she say <laughs> I that? Yeah, agreed
1: to kidnapping oh, and murder. Jesus. And I don't even know. Oh, my God.
0: I know, I'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? i make a joke. I'm like laughing. Meanwhile, I'm like agreeing to go paleo. Uh huh. So. Oh, my God. Um, dude. And this is like the last point that we have to make on this is um, yes. the season of giving and making your podcast a vehicle for it. So this has nothing to do with you basically promoting your podcast or anything like that. It's really another idea for you to sort of serve the community, not even just your podcasting community. But is there a way that you can support a local charity or any other cause with your podcast podcast? Just because in the holiday season, you can have them be a sponsor with no, with having them not pay you, but you simply have them as a sponsor because you are amazing and you get the word out on something that's happening in the holiday season. You just take it upon yourself to get the word out because you've got this incredible vehicle, which is your podcast. Is there a way to make your podcast you know, a vehicle for change beyond what your own personal plans are for your podcast itself. So maybe you are a business coach, maybe you are a parenting coach, or maybe you are, you know, building some kind of other type of um, product-based business or, you know, mom, uh, like, uh, yeah, anything, product-based businesses and, or whatever, but be able to partner with a charity that seems to need a little bit more support in some way to get their message out, even if it doesn't particularly align with what you're doing, but you really just want to support them. So consider doing something like that. And I guarantee you that more eyes and ears will come into podcasting and your work anyway, so that you'll continue to grow. So how's that? You know,
1: you just remind me of something saying that about being a vehicle for change. I just want to mention something because I didn't say anything about podcast Mid-Atlantic and it was really fun. It was, ve- it was very small. I'm hoping that it will grow a little bit next year. Um, but it was a couple weeks ago and I forgot to mention it, but I saw Kathleen Kelly there and I saw um, Anise Mabry there and there was a few other people that I saw there that I was so excited to meet. But the reason I'm bringing it up is because Anise does a show and not only that but she bought she really wanted to get the word out about what her podcast was going to be but she's only doing it monthly so she bought like blog talk radio and she bought all this airtime and then she only does her show once a month so she started offering it to other podcasters and the whole purpose is to give a voice to the voiceless so if you have a cause that you feel like no one is talking about or podcasting about Contact her. It's really, she's an amazing woman. She said that her daughter has, um, I think I definitely PTSD. I'm not sure about bipolar disorder, but I feel like she did say that, which is exactly like my daughter. And so she goes on there and talks about how hard it was for her to get the school to go along with her needs. And then she had another cause for somebody else. Um, Oh God. Now, because of baby brain, I don't remember what her cause specifically was. that She was talking about, but she got law. She got people to change law based on one podcast for one kid, not her kid, a different kid. Casey's law. I think it's called anyway. Now I'm not doing her any favors because I don't remember what the hell it was. But what I'm saying is you can do something similar and be a vehicle for change if you don't want to do it on your own show. Maybe find her if you have something that you're passionate about but you're not sure what to say about it or how to get started or you don't want to pay for another show. Like she will just give you the show for free. You can do it as often as you'd like, twice a month, once a month. And um, start talking about the stuff that bugs you. For me, it would definitely be mental health in public school because both my children had struggles in public school. And actually, as a kid, I did too. And nobody gave a crap. And I think that sucks. And now maybe I would also talk about recovery for teenagers and how insurance companies just bounce you from place to place and how recovery houses just kind of are like, oh, you're not paying? we'll get the hell out then. Sweet. I don't care if you recover or die in the street. Bye. And so there's a big problem, especially in South Florida. Anyway, she's home, actually. Emily came oh, home yesterday. yay. That's yay. so good. Yay, I'm really excited. Yay, that's yeah. That's amazing. She's almost, she is almost 80 days clean. Oh, miracle, that's nice. Really. That's amazing. I know. Super. really hard. Super, I'm super very proud awesome. of her. She did pierce some other parts of her face, which I'm not happy about. But, hey, one thing at a time. (laughs) (laughs) Creativity, people. It's a gift and a curse. It's a gift and a curse. But, yeah, so even if you don't contact Denise or talk about all your family problems, like how can your podcast grow further to help those who you're trying to help? Because even if you're just an entertainment show – You're helping people not be miserable, I'm guessing, hopefully. Yeah,
0: and you know what's really great too, at least from my years in the industry and and hearing and seeing what happens to, to podcast a lot of the time in the holidays, it's really great to make this an opportunity. And it's also great, it's a great time to take chances, to get creative, to not think you have to do our whole rebranding because people are like, what will people think if I decide to do a solo show instead of an interview? What if, what will people think if I'm recording in my car versus like, don't overthink it. Just do it. It's the holiday season. You could do a show where you're talking to one of your favorite you know, charities or maybe even you know, having a niece come in and talk uh, about her, the things that she's doing right now and just have her on the show just because, right? Because that's opening yeah, exactly. up the conversation for something else. Even if it doesn't align, you don't have to have it be a strategy all the time. This is the time to break those patterns of whatever you've been thinking about and kind of take chances. Maybe having your family on, maybe having your kids do the show rather than yourself. I think that would be super funny. What are you saying?
1: What? You want Emily to tape with you next time? Because I can arrange that. Oh my gosh. No, no, no. (laughs) That would be so crazy. If my daughter was bigger, I would do it. But
0: you know what? Rob and I actually talked about having his son and my hunter do the show together. And like have them just get behind the mic mic and just like pretend that they're us in some way and and get together. I think that would be super cute.
1: That would be the cutest thing to have the mini us like behind the mic. This is such a good idea. I just started a show with my cousin, and it's a cousin that I didn't necessarily grow up with because she always lived in Florida. But she's a lot like me. Our grandmothers are sisters. She's a lot like me. We're both obsessed with TV. And I've told – I think I've said on here before how much I've wanted to do a TV podcast. And then she said she was doing one. Well and I just hopped on that shit like nobody's business. I was like, we're doing it together. Ready, set, go. Oh my we taped God. like three shows ready. We covered the Emmys. I have a Twitter and a Facebook. And like I'm so excited. And like That's it's great. awesome because – I mean, yeah, she's a close cousin. We've always been friendly, but she's six years younger than me. So growing up, I was just like, you know, I'm not dealing with that. What are you kidding me? She's like six and I'm 12. Ew. You know, but she's a cool chick and I'm so excited. And it's fun that it's like you're you can be on shows with your fam from far away. It's like a miracle. Yeah. Talk to your mom on a podcast and have like the mother and daughter variety act. Right. That would be fun. That would be so fun. I wish my mother was alive so I could do a show with her cuz she was hilarious. It would be fun to talk to do something like that. Absolutely. Not my brand of hilarious. She was like she was like sneakily hilarious, like when you least expected it. So. Yeah, and I would do a show with my dad, but I don't think he he has four Skype accounts already and every time I try to get him to do Skype, he starts another account, so I'm kind of afraid to invite him. Oh my god. Every episode would be a new a Carpel that I'd have to friend on Skype. It's very annoying. <laughs> and then he goes, and then he goes, you know, my friends think I'm the technical one. Did you know that, Jessica? I'm like, yes, Dad. I know that, Dad.
0: Oh my God, that's insane. <laughs> that's crazy. Can you imagine?
1: It is. He is the technical one. He was always the tech guru. He still is to me. A man who knows so much about tech because he was a video producer. Right. But, like, why does he keep opening? Why can't he just open the Skype he's got? Why every time?
0: Yeah. My dad's done that as well. Well, I think that it's because they didn't know if they should open a Skype account as a couple, which I think they did. And then my mom has her own Skype account now because I was like, you can't. Yeah. It got too complicated. So, you know. It's just
1: crazy. And God forbid one of their kids visits them because then he's Skyping me as my stepbrothers or my own kid one time. He skyped me as Nathan. I'm like, Nathan, why are you calling me? He's like, It's Dad. Oh my god, that's hilarious. I was hilarious. like, Great. <laughs> so someone else figured out how to work it and you just thought you'd pile on. Perfect. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> anyway, that so any good. hooser. So good. Any hooser. I know. Family. But yes, I agree with Elsie. Try doing a show with your family. It's super fun. So far Aaron and I are having a good time and um You will have a good time as well, unless you don't like your family, in which case just ditch that idea
0: yeah but just have fun Um, especially towards the end of the year with all this stuff you know it's like take it up yeah. move outside the box don't think you have to keep it the same way do something fun I have to tell I you know I tried a bunch of really fun things for the feed as well the first year that we did it I did a a Halloween episode I did a Thanksgiving episode and I did I'm not sure if I did a Christmas I think I did do a Christmas episode it's a lot of work yes
1: you did last year you did you did you did for us because I was on maternity and you put it together
0: oh that's Right, because I had everybody. We can do that this year, too. We could just get, that would be really fun. Now is the time. Oh, we have to put that in the business notes. Okay. okay now is okay. the time to start to plan it so I could put it in the next uh, week's show notes. But, um, yeah, because it, it was really, really fun. It was one of our most downloaded episodes, actually, for the last one that cool. we put together
1: course it would be when i'm missing what does that say
0: (laughs) i don't know what that says i know it's like we were not on it. no we we did record but we recorded for like five minutes and then the rest it wasn't us it was everybody else That's right so it was really good that's right i remember now what else do we have to say here because we have finished our tips here um here's what else i have
1: to say follow us on twitter please it would be really nice <laughs> to have more followers and we are tweeting stuff out and we will follow you back if we know you. We are twitter.com at she podcasts, and then we have a page, facebook.com forward slash she podcasts, and then we have a group, which is the short way, is shepodcast.com forward slash group and then um, we would like to start doing weekly tips on a YouTube, but we don't want to have a schedule to do it, so we're still in the works for that. But like Elsie's done some, Cool videos, and I would like to do some, just not on Periscope Live because my hair is growing out in a way that makes me look like the little curly-haired red-haired girl from Peanuts. <laughs> and um, cute but weird, a little weird. Oh my god! And so yeah, maybe if you, anyone has some advice as to how to do a weekly tip show without looking, having to do it like on the fly, like on Blab or Periscope, should, I, should we just do the old school YouTube thing? Because I don't know if I'm into that either. Are you? No. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not really. Into <laughs> I'm like
0: that. no. She's like nope, sure not. No, I have an idea. So you should keep an eye out on Periscope for the She Podcast. Actually, she it's going to be under She Podcast. Yeah. We do have some things we're going to be doing. Not sure how consistent we're going to be, but there are some some very but follow us anyway community full things that we're going to be doing on Periscope. Yeah, um, that's going to be follow great us anyway. For we'll everybody. follow you
1: back and and look at your scopes. Your scopes. Your scopes. All right.
0: Squires. Well, you can always send us feedback just like Colette did. She used SpeakPipe, and she was perfectly clear, and it sounds amazing. SpeakPipe.com slash she podcast. It's an app. You can download it for free. Uh, you can leave us 90 seconds of a voice feedback that has very clear sound. If you have a lot more to say to us, you can email feedback at shepodcast.com and attach an audio clip. We would love to support you. And please make sure that you say, hi, I'm so-and-so from XYZ Podcast. That way you get a little bit of promotion and also your voice is heard and people get to know us. We love to support the community in as many ways as we can. And you guys are the ones that make the world go around. So there you have it. I have a little, one last little piece of feedback that we just got. And this is from one of my favorite uh, podcasts. It's called Making Dad. Have you heard this podcast, Jess? I keep talking about them and we gave them a shout out last time. I still haven't listened,
1: but I love, I really would like to, I need to.
0: So we just got, um, Making Dad just tweeted us. He said, finally, you can now sing happy birthday for free. Because remember when I was making you shut up last time, don't sing happy birthday. Yes. Blah, blah, blah. So he linked to an article from The Verge. I guess now you can sing happy birthday. I haven't read the, the article that they sent. So thanks, Making Dad, for making that clear to us. Because it says, like, you can now sing happy birthday for free. It seems like a federal judge has made it so that it's not illegal anymore.
1: <laughs> Yay!
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, it's so funny there's a quote. It says, "Finally, the charade is over." It's unbelievable.
1: <laughs> it is.
0: Federal it really judge is. invalidates copyright claims on Happy Birthday to You.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's so stupid. Right? <laughs> oh my
0: god. Yes. And this actually was just released September 23rd. Today, basically, when we're recording cuz we're recording a little Seriously? bit earlier. Yes, today. So oh. Tuesday's decision means that anyone can use this song for commercial purposes through Robert Brunet's uh, George Washington University Law Professor. So anyway, happy birthday is public domain now. So we can all sing. You want to sing? Is anybody's birthday? Oh, th- we're, we're singing <sighs> happy birthday,
2: birthday to you. Just kidding. You.
0: Yeah. So anybody whose birthday that was, that was just for you. Happy birthday. Yes.
1: Happy birthday and it was with she Mr. podcaster, and Mrs. huh? She podcaster, yes, I know. Happy
0: birthday to you! All right, yeah, Are you ready? Yeah. And over and out.
1: <laughs> Thank you all for listening.
2: Bye-bye. You're the bestest. Yes. Bye.